This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that Atticus Viz has become the executor of the Bolensong estate. Valentine removed the heretical elements of Morgan's aquila scarring, while Eli helped Atticus write his poetry and the Lord of the Manor was forced to parlay with a space marine. Can they solve the mysteries of Greybridge now that they're at the center of a murderous conspiracy? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Solicitor note on the will of Guinevere Ballensong. Who the fuck is Francois Van Houten? Morgan, your new wounds are bound. Uh, you've uh, you've cleaned them, you've bound them, and uh, you you've survived the ordeal. Um, Valentine, you and Morgan have finished your work and are able to uh, rejoin Atticus and Eli. Is there anything? that you would do before you go back to re-meet re them? I think the only thing Morgan would say after getting everything prepped and bound and just, <sighs> you are good with a knife, Inquisitor. Uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, quick question while we have this moment. What do you think the Inquisition does? <laughs> Well, as far as I've seen, they lie, cheat, and steal from the rest of the Imperium. Do you believe that's what the Inquisition does, or just what the Inquisitors you have dealt with do? Well, I suppose any of us can make up stories and ideals of what we wish things to be, but from what I have seen, yes, that is all that it does. You are the only one who has shown different, which is why I feel confident in following you. Interesting. All right, let's get back to work. All right. 
Cool. So uh, going to meet up with Atticus and mm-hmm. Eli. Great. Uh, so Force Polarid having just left, uh, leaving a Space Marine-sized hole in the room, um, uh, Atticus and Eli, you kind of have a moment where uh, Staff Sergeant Oliver uh, looks to both of you and says, uh, with uh, the summer season beginning, uh, time will be somewhat short. I'm sure uh, Lord Van Houten, you'll still want to participate in the hunt. Yes, of course. Of course. And I suspect, um, from what I understand uh, from the uh, things we're hearing uh, amongst the troops, there will likely be some combination uh, event, wake and or funeral um, occurring for uh, Lady Ball and Song. Uh, And the hunt, I believe, is set to be changed to a memorial hunt. So I'm sure there will be more details forthcoming. That said, I'm sure you will want to touch base with the solicitor before then and possibly uh, look into Lady Ball and Song's affairs. From what I've heard, the celestial season may be somewhat truncated. Uh, Rather than a full week for each season, it may become a matter of days. This has become a somewhat more fraught experience than I believe anyone was fully prepared for. In any case, I will have my people reach out to Mr. Smigleton, give them, give him all the details uh, for you and your retinue. Um, but uh, I appreciate you being so forthcoming. And also, if I may, my lord, your um, ability to uh, stand before one of the emperor's angels and uh, address them so respectfully, but also clearly is uh, I'm in awe. Uh, most of us have, have really very little idea how to speak to one as elevated as that. And you did, you did quite well. Your military service um, really shines through. Oh, well, uh, thank you. It is uh, through my military service that I learned to respect and acknowledge the rank um, and she just kind of smiles at that, uh, almost a little longingly, like she can kind of almost taste what a proper military service would feel like. Um, and uh, she uh, sort of nods to both of you and says, uh, very good. Well, um, if you have need of uh, need of me or my troops, uh, please uh, let us know through uh, Mr. Smealton. Um, unfortunately, your ship will remain under impound uh, until the king lifts it. Uh, please rest assured that is not unique to you. All ships have been grounded at this time. Um, the Cloud Palace is very well defended, but with everything that's going on, it can't be risked. I hope you understand. Of course. Staff Sergeant, if, if I may. And she kind of looks to you, surprised, but also servants say things. Ah, yes, you are in the service of the rogue trader. I I am indeed. Uh, and I would ask, I I am also in charge of safety of Ms. Varn. Mm Mm-hmm. And what what assurances can be made that no more attacks will be made upon the competitors? Um, And uh, she smiles kind of sadly and says, if you'd asked me that earlier today, I would have said that there was no chance there would be any foul play or attacks against any of the competitors. But clearly forces beyond my reach are, are afoot here. Respectfully, though, our concern is for the society uh, of which you and Lady Varn are not. We will, of course, uh, endeavor to keep you safe as best we can, but our true concern must be the Lord's ladies and noble folk of the society. Surely you understand. 
I do understand, given that many of the competitors are the lords and ladies of the society. Yes. I assume there would be extreme measures taken to protect them. Of course, I suppose what I'm um, suggesting is that uh, Lady Varn may not have such protections extended to her. We I will, see. of course, try our best, but given that we couldn't even keep the Lady Ballensong, and you can see that like, she's legitimately gutted that Ballensong is dead, um, but uh, given that we, we couldn't keep the Lady Ballensong safe, I sincerely doubt we can keep anyone safe. Indeed. My apologies for speaking out of turn. Um, and she she kind of like looks at you and, and you can tell that she's also like basically working class, like a lot of the yeah. Royal Guard are. And uh, she says, you're concerned for your lady. I, I understand that. I'm also concerned for those I meant to protect. I'm just realizing how very little power we have here. He just kind of stiffens his jaw and uh, nods. Um, and, uh, she kind of like puts her, her military cap back on nods, uh, turns on her heel and walks out at which point, uh, Valentine and, uh, Morgan, you enter kind of behind her. Uh, she gives you kind of a, a brief, brief nod. Uh, she, sorry. She gives Morgan a brief nod and ignores, uh, Valentine, uh, appropriately and makes her way up. Robert, a, uh, some unexpected news from Forrest Pollard, who just paid us a visit. I've been named the executor of the Balensong estate. It was amended only just a few days ago. That is indeed surprising, sir. Yes. Would you kindly see to the particulars of that? Yes, I will have Hugh sort out your hunting rifle. I will look into this. Is it possible for us to petition the palace to perhaps receive our forensic accountant to say us from aboard the ship? I believe I would be of more use if I had someone to help sift through the paperwork and legal ease. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking more of the lordly way of saying it <laughs> as opposed to thinking about like mulling over the decision itself. Um, uh, yes, that... That makes sense. Uh, I can uh, sign a uh, letter of request if you would uh, draft it. Done, sir. I'll have that for you in moments. He's data slayed out already writing that shit mm -hmm. up. I had a brief mental image of Atticus using a feather quill yep. in his <laughs> giant hands. <laughs> Dear King. <laughs> shit, well, that's, all, that's all the room I got. Um... Great. Okay. So, um, Ryan, I think we'll say, obviously, this goes through Hugh, but similar mm -hmm. to some of the earlier checks we did, um, I'd like to basically go uh, negotiation. Okay. And we'll use your stats, because uh, Hugh Smiggleton is merely the uh, conveyance of your, your will here. Um, I'm going to say, based on the argument you're making, it's a difficulty too, um, saying I need assistance from someone who is is good at this particular stuff is, I think, a, a reasonable request, particularly given that to outside eyes, it's like a guy and his one servant and then a lady <laughs> and her one servant. And that's fucking it. And that is a not exactly a great CSI team. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's a, a, a safe case to make. Um, I'll give you a boost for the fact that you've kind of been given a royal uh, edict on this. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not outside the realm. Um, 
I'll also give you a setback for not being as warm with the king as you are with the duke. So you have a royal edict, but he's not like a huge fan. And based on his reaction to the crash, you're uncertain how he wants to like send some people to look into this, but you don't get the sense from him, like the reaction that was observed that like he particularly cares who did it. It's just exciting that it happened. If Valentine knew what had gone on, he would like to send the request to Forrest Pollard to talk to the king about it. Would it be possible to add a boost for that if he, if Pollard liked Atticus and wanted to look into this? Because Pollard seems to have a personal stake in this, as opposed to the king who's just some hmm. guy. Yes, but I would raise the difficulty by one because it's harder to get a message to him directly. Because basically... He, like, Hugh Smiggleton has a direct line to the king. He can very easily deliver a message, but, like, delivering a message to force Pollard's a lot harder. Thing is, if you can get it to him, your argument makes a lot more sense. It's a lot easier to get through. It's just harder to get the message to him. Force Pollard did ask for my cooperation in when I... He did, but he wasn't like, here's my card. <laughs> no, but he, he said to send he, results he, to him. He did say, uh, reach oh. out to me, contact me if you find anything. That's true. Okay. All right. Then you can keep the difficulty at two. Awesome. We're gently abusing that privilege, but is there anything more aristocratic than gently abusing privilege from someone <laughs> in power? That might as well be the subtitle of this whole yeah. arc. <laughs> Alrighty, I'm going to use a story point for this because this feels big because Valentine is not great at like technical details of paperwork and okay. this sounds like it will be well, I've established that he's hard industry. to reach, so my spite thing is to also spend a story Ooh, point. Okay. Yeah, he's away from his desk. He's in the pelican. <laughs> one triumph, one threat. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you open the window. He's walking away. You just ball it up and hit him in the back of the head. Um, all right. Yeah. So, sorry, one threat? One triumph, one threat? Okay. Um, hmm. How uh, how do you think you get the message to him? Is it Larose sending Hugh? Uh, Valentine would direct it from himself because that would, in his political landscape, he's he's above Hugh. Hugh is the guy who answers the door. Valentine is the personal steward. Okay. So Valentine is the personal steward writing a message is much more formally appropriate from within the house. It also implies that the message is coming from the Lord more directly as opposed to being handed through a flunky. Okay. With your triumph, uh, I will give you the option. Uh, he has not yet boarded the vehicle. Would you actually want to chase after him and deliver this message personally or would you want to send it to him? I know you'd mentioned wanting to like get a closer look at the Marine. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you triumph option. Either way, like it will be successful because you rolled successfully, but um Yeah, I guess if if ah, it's ballsy, it would be very out of character to run after him unless he was ordered to. Okay, he's being ordered to. Uh, he can be eager. He's Valentine. Yeah, no, he, he has that moment of indecision where he's like, do I run? Do I not? I don't really know what the requirements are socially on this. Uh, I'm a servant. Imagine you like look to Eugene yeah. for advice and Eugene's just floating there saying nothing's like, right. Yeah, no, no. So, so he'll book it out uh, after uh, and just say, Lord, Lord, great Lord, my apologies. I have been sent on behalf of my Lord Van Houten. Uh, 
he would find it of great use if he could bring one person out from the ship that has been, shall we say, dry docked uh, and, and trapped here within that void field. We do have a forensic accountant amongst our people who could perhaps sift through the paperwork and find more effective answers for you than I on my own. Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of nearly $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, You can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. He considers you and, like, specifically your face. Because you're still wearing the blindfold or no? Uh, he would have taken that off around the house. That would okay. be consistent. And he would not want to try to play fucking games with a Marine. Are you... I forget when we came up with our delightful disguises 10 years ago in human time. <laughs> um, what did you do to hide your eyes or did you? Didn't bother. Didn't bother. Okay. Eyes and scars on full display. He hides them when he goes out in public, but around sure. the house they've okay. just been showing. Um. So he considers that, uh, and then he uh, kind of looks to your belt um, at the, mm-hmm. uh, the the sheathed weapons, and he has the the unadorned breastplate as well with the military yeah. style uniform. So um, uh, he says, "I find it somewhat concerning how many weapons Lord Van Houten's house seems to have on my planet that does not allow weapons. Show me your gun and your sword." Absolutely, sir. And he just produces them both, and they're they're empty. They're handles. There's nothing in there. Um, and he looks looks at them, looks at you, and he says, "That's either a pathetic display or an impressive one. I'm not sure which yet. You require a forensic accountant from your ship. This seems reasonable. I cannot expect a servant and a lord to be able to conduct an investigation on their own. That said, introducing more rogue elements into this situation is." not my favorite if anything reaches my ears that is untoward about this accountant you or lord van houten i will level this estate to the ground i will murder everyone inside personally and i will ensure that the name van houten rests somewhere beneath void stain and beneath the boot of graybridge for the rest of time do i make myself clear understood sir how good is this accountant very good, sir. Is there anything you want to try and get out of this interaction with him? Are you trying to like read motives? Are you trying to get information? I'm mostly asking whether or not there's a role because otherwise he's happy to go on his way now. But yeah, Valentine's got what he needs. But I think the thing that he would ask is, I won't relay this information to my accountant because I would like to receive an unbiased survey. But are there any suspects that you think we should keep a particular eye on? Ooh, all right. Um... I'm going to make a roll. It's my one time per year that I do <laughs> this. Um, 
so he is going to try and suss out your motives for asking mm-hmm. because he doesn't love that you did it, but he might understand why. Um, why don't we let's do a um, I guess an opposed an opposed check on this and see where it goes. Um, I think Ryan, for you, probably charm. Okie dokie. Um, and for him, uh, this will be perception, I think. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, so your difficulty, Ryan, is going to be uh, two yellow, one green. Um, and what is, or I'm sorry, two red, one purple. Okay. You'll never guess what Force Pilar's perception is. Um, and uh, if you could please tell me your charm. It's too green. I'm not good at charm. Okay. Uh, you can get a boost for telling the truth. Okay. I think I will give him a setback because he doesn't quite know what to make of your fake sword and gun situation. It's again, he's either he's so doing. I, I was gonna say I'm just confused about what the die, what each of us is actually like the effect of what we're rolling. What's he trying to figure out? What am I trying to do? Okay, so you were being honest with him about yeah. like. Literally, are there any suspects? He is highly suspicious of everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're like, pardon me, I'm just a humble servant, but I'd love to know if you think there are any suspects. He's like, that is fucking way out of line. I don't trust that. I don't like that. At the same time, it could be genuine. So he is basically, he's you. He's just suspicious about what you're doing. Okay. So I'm asking you to roll for how convincing you're being, and Got I'm asking it. him to how well he's reading this for situation. how well he's reading yeah. it. Um, which could also feed his paranoia. So like, if he wins mm-hmm. the dice pool, he might be like, "Fuck you, sir." Um. So yes, that's that's kind of where where we're living. But normally, I just have you guys roll and then I react to it. But in this case, I'm curious to see how his dice pool plays mm-hmm. out because I cool. think that will have an interesting effect on where this all goes. Anyway, so um, so our difficulty is each other's score that we're playing off of uh force plart isn't fully certain about you because you're either very smart or very dumb and he's not sure which which is confusing and scary to him so he gets a setback um i'll give him an additional setback because you are operating under orders and he understands in the society that happens mm-hmm. a lot like servants do all sorts of crazy shit under orders um anybody else have a case for anything Sometimes if you used Valentine's Deception, if he's telling the truth, which I think would work if this was a normal human, but Space Marines are bad at reading people to begin with, and Valentine is a robot person. So when you factor all that in together, I'm like, nah, worse dipole makes more sense for yeah, Valentine yeah. Into, in dealing with somebody beyond human. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and then, Ryan, I'm going to give you a setback for all the floating threat. Sure. All right. One success, three threat. I have one success. Uh, so... I think the way we'll play this is he buys it from you. Um, the threat is that he, ah, yeah, okay. This is the way we'll play it. Uh, he believes you. However, he realizes he was on the fence about, are you really smart or really dumb? And I was like, oh, you're really smart. And that's of concern. Smart servants is an interesting problem, but that's for him to know, not not for Valentine. So, um he all of that is told in a brief exchange of glances. <laughs> ah, you're smart, he says. Mm. And Valentine goes, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, ha-ha. Smart and weird. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh he 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 considers you for a moment and then uh says uh the challenge with this society in the games they play is everyone involved currently 
is a suspect, and a viable one at that. I'm curious about uh, Lord Versailles. Uh, His injuries were significant, if survivable. He is currently undergoing treatment for smoke inhalation and burns. Uh, Having two separate heirs injured in the same event is concerning. Of course, I, for one, have never been particularly okay with the Voidstain family being allowed to crawl back onto this planet and get another foothold in here. Uh, Can you roll me a perception? Hell yeah. Uh, Difficulty (laughs) of uh, three. Um, There'll be one red, two purple. I don't actually have a case for any booster setback to this. It's feeling pretty key, so I think Valentine will use story point on this one. Yep. <laughs> these are the, these are the oh shit I'm an inquisitor I know this <laughs> moments of conversations gotcha uh, I think it's probably pretty clean though that doesn't seem like there's booster setback this is just people talking yep ooh interesting a triumph three advantage one failure <sighs> fuck okay hmm. this marine just does not like me alright um so you'll take um you said how many failure one. One. Uh, all right, so take two points of strain. Okay. Um, just social strain uh, from from this event. Um, for the triumph, I'm going to say you can gain a piece of information about this Marine just over the course of this conversation. It isn't necessarily what he's saying, but like what is something you would want to observe or learn from him over the course of this, do you think? This may be too big an ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know if he's dirty or not. Because there's a chance there's a Marine who's here for legitimate reasons we don't fucking know mm-hmm. looking after this guy. And that's possible that this is a servant of the Imperium. He mm-hmm. may not even know there's a fucking Aeldari hiding on this goddamn planet. Mm-hmm. Or he's dirty, he's corrupted, he's not what he's supposed that to That sounds be. like the kind of thing a successful role would have helped you with. Uh, so you can have something smaller than that. Because that is what that that role was to determine how truthful uh, he's being in his in his depiction of things, um, or you can use the triumph elsewhere. I'm happy to to pass it forward to something else. Could um, I'm just wondering, could there be like Valentine have something? I don't know, something to assist that in that Eli heard the space rain say something about like the seasons and the whole pageantry and everything being more important than it seems and would have relayed that uh in the course of the short conversation you had i don't know if there was time um okay so i think what i'll say instead is um i will let the triumph stand unless you have a a pitch Um, but i'm also happy to to give you like a legitimate clue that he has for the triumph. Uh, yeah, I'm cool. I, I would say I'm cool with that or the idea that like there's something percolating from this conversation with the Space Marine and it could add up to a bigger answer later. I'm fine with either GM's choice. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I think you can have that for the triumph. Um, similar to his either. And to be clear also, like he could well be on the level. It's just like. Yeah, I just don't know. Yet. Um, you can't figure out which way it's swinging, but you can tell that this is all a bit by rote. Like, this all feels almost like a script. Like, it, he's just rattling it off at you, um, which says something in and of itself, um, particularly around, like, his investment in the uh, in the case, because he's clearly got a personal stake in this, and yet he's giving you a very, like, 
what I would expect from a servant of a household that's 100%. just parroting somebody else's Hugh prac- Like Hugh practically could have given you this spiel. Um, and, uh, but um, for the triumph, I will also give you, um, he uh, he kind of uh, pauses for a second and he says, uh, Lady Balansong's family also died in a crash. I have no hard evidence, but the Bobberstein family was top of my list for those involved. Although Bobby seems somewhat more genial. His parents were certainly not so jolly. It is very difficult to make a foothold here, and though the younger Barberstein perhaps does not understand that, his parents were certainly willing to do whatever it took in order to establish themselves here. That said, I don't know that he would have done it, but there you go. Honestly, any of the five, four now, I suppose, lead heirs have good reason to try and kill Guinevere. All of our research before your lord Van Houten arrived, suggested that she would be the forerunner for this. In fact, many, including any kind of nods to uh, the staff sergeant, he's like, many, including those within our ranks, had hoped that she would ascend the throne and would perhaps become heir to King Frederick if Wickstop does indeed inherit. So everyone, I suppose, except perhaps your lord, unless your accountant turns out to be bad, then perhaps him. So don't fuck with us, please. Really, really do not want to kill everyone in this house. Understood and appreciated, sir. Um, and he uh, he kind of nods. Um, anything else you want from this guy before he goes? This feels pretty good. He got what he needed for the case. Generally neutral impression. Didn't fuck things up. <laughs> Great. Yep. <laughs> um, so with that, he just uh, turns and kind of like gestures to people to to take off. The, and, you know, there's a blast of wind as the repulsors beneath the ship fire up. And uh, he he goes uh, and, and sort of climbs aboard. Um, before he does, he, or as he gets on, uh, you see him pull out an auspex and just kind of key something in. And um, we'll just, for sake of storyboarding, say that like message went through um, to the guards to like let let someone through. So one of them goes sort of basically to the ramp and like calls for Traseus. He comes down, confused as all hell, mm-hmm. um, and is kind of like pulled through. And then the um, Pollard shuts the door. So as the guard said, they don't control it. Um, but he kind of clicks it shut, nods, and then gets inside the, the dropship. Yeah, but Valentine will approach him and just be like, Traseus, it is your friend, Rebute Figarello. Your lord has need of you. And he'll just just fucking <laughs> bum rush this dude through the house up to the third floor to run him through everybody's fake names and shit. Honestly, and can't be you could else. not have pulled a better person off the ship to fall in with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, of course, I look forward to uh, serving my lord. And as, as you pull him in, he's just like, sir, please tell me that Eli is not our lord. That would be very <laughs> difficult. Oh, no, it's... It's Lord Van Houten. Uh, and he's just going to shove him up into this and be like, all right, so it's Atticus. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it's going better than any of us would have expected. Quite good, quite good. Turns out we also tried to run Morgan as a secondary candidate and let's just say she shit the bed. Uh, uh, yes, and uh, <laughs> may I ask... Uh, She's not in the room for this. He's no. just... This is Traceus. Did uh, the letter, did it go over well? Did uh, we manage to make a spark between the, uh, the Barberstein and the, uh, the Balintong? I, I, 
you know, I, I must say, as I was working on it, I kind of got to hoping that perhaps there would be some love there, that maybe I could make a small happy difference in uh, the world. Yeah? Spark was indeed made, but unfortunately it was by a murderer that blew up the ship of Guinevere Balancon. Ah, so, that is disappointing. Due to some very strange confluences of events, apparently the executor of her will is Lord Francois Van Houten. What? <laughs> yes, this is exactly what I said about ten minutes ago. So... What we need is to examine the will uh, and all of the other legal and forensic materials to determine uh, who's behind this if we can, which parts of the will we're expected to execute however we are, and which parts of that are crooked or rife for abuse. We need to impress the royal family, and most importantly, we need to find this murderer. There is a space marine involved if we do a bad job. Uh, the marine says they they will kill all of us. Mm. Um, the other thing is just... Uh, the space marine could just be legitimately excellent. I don't know yet, so I'd rather impress them than infuriate them. Uh, that uh, makes makes sense to me. The uh, presence of a space marine on uh, this planet is very concerning for a Agreed. variety of reasons. Uh, not the least of which is uh, what I have up my my pant leg and back, sir. And he just kind of like hoists up his shirt and just pulls Morgan's rifle out. And kind of puts it down. He says, I, I hope you will forgive me. I thought perhaps uh, Mr. Rawls might uh, need it in case my letter did not go so well. You are tremendously good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he just nods and says, uh, you know, you spend uh, that much time on Last Gleaming. Uh, you get a sense for what inquisitorial parties need, yes? Yes, you are correct. And he'll just lean out down the hall and like spot Morgan. He's not going to yell Morgan's name through the house. He's not that dumb. Just like finger finger summon <laughs> pointer and just say you need to disassemble this in a way it can be hidden but it's here for you i did not want to take it apart myself i figured i would probably fuck it up and then i don't know maybe this doesn't go here and uh, i did not want to break the slide lock or anything says <sighs> you keep giving us very good news on very bad days thank you uh he nods with like a, a little smile and a spring in his step and as he leaves <laughs> You just see Hugh Smiggleton staring daggers at this new clerk who has clearly arrived and just kind of like crosses his arms <laughs> and just watches him as uh, as Tresaeus like happily just, you know, like makes his way down the hall. Hugh, this is Tresaeus. Uh, we're on the second floor because otherwise Valentine's answer oh, yeah. would be, get off the third floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could also assume this happens like down yeah, the I, stairs. I, I, I know, I just, I just wanted to make a clear picture. Hugh's just going to be like... <laughs> Pardon me, sir. Who's Atticus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hugh, this is Tosseus, our forensic accountant. He's going to assist us in making sure that everyone on this property is not murdered by Forrest Pollard. I was unaware that was on the table, sir. I shall, of course, help uh, Mr. Tosseus uh, however I can. Excellent. Thank you. Your discretion is always appreciated, as is all of our survival. And he'll just give a nod. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Hugh will go, will get Traseus to basically go talk to the solicitor Perfect. and get, get things sorted there. Um, so the two of them kind of go off professionally frenemying. You know, there might be a, might be an enemy's lover situation at some point. Who knows? We'll see. So off they go, um, leaving uh, the rest of you to, to kind of catch up on the day's events. <laughs> Yeah, the thing that Morgan wanted to do, and I, I guess, guess it could be in the meantime while everyone is going mm -hmm. around, but she would want to go down to the rowdy kitchen mm -hmm. and ask the 
the degenerates <laughs> about finding her pheromones, which is a sure a, certainly a thing. Can you please uh, let's go with Skullduggery, sure, uh, or Streetwise? <laughs> I take either one, but I feel like this is probably Skullduggery because you're talking to sure Skullduggers. I am. Um, I'm gonna say difficulty two. Okay. I will give you a boost for having already hired these people. Mm -hmm. I'll give you another boost for hiring degenerates. My 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 guys. Um, I will give you a setback for the planet wide curfew. Yeah. <laughs> and the speed That's required. Fair. Now that the timeline on the celestial season is shortened, it's gonna be gonna be real bad. Yeah. Um I'll give you one additional boost because it is the celestial season. There is a hunt. And as we've established, there's like a bunch of families who have full storylines going that we are just not seeing because they're all like down the runs so huh. the idea of people wanting to cheat at the hunt is like a common enough thing that it's like trying to find steroids at the olympics like yeah. you're gonna find it it's yeah. just a matter of who got there first yeah and i think it, morgan would also sell it like i was injured in the last race and so i might need a little leg up in this hunt but definitely making like i want these only me <laughs> only for me that's it's my thing okay we're going to roll this check and then I'm going to roll to see how much they believe that. It's not just the Olympics. This is the Russian qualifier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right. weird. Every judge gives a 10. I don't understand. Right, I'm going to roll it as is. Two success, two advantage. They speak of my language. No. Um, <laughs> let's see if they're people. believing your language. Uh, so now I'm going to need from you Do you want a, my deception? I do. I really do. My deception is... Uh, you're going to get uh, uh, three purple, one red. For deception, oh, uh, I'm gonna roll? have you roll. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, mean, yeah I don't have I don't have stats for your degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> it will not surprise you to know that I did stat out the space marine, but did not stat out kitchen nerds. <laughs> I was gonna say you are concealing information. Yeah, so I get a boost because I'm concealing information. Mm -hmm. That's part mm -hmm. of my whole shtick. <laughs> really, you? Me? Um. All right. Yep. I'll buy Do that. Two points in deception or one? Just one. Oh, God. You it. see it? Yep. It's, no, it's the old sheets. They have the other, like, slapping. Oh, this means it's, um, yeah, it's a 30K yeah. sheet. Yeah. It was before they upgraded to 40K. <laughs> the Palatine sheet. Looks a little bit, yeah, there it is. Took it from me. I wrote <laughs> it down. She did write it down. Yeah, right. Came back to me. It hasn't come up yet. Cool. Uh, Fine. They took, took my sneeze that I held in, and then Ryan sneezed it. Actually, after did. months yeah, you, you, of suffering. So I think the Bless lesson you, is Ryan. you just need to open an episode if you haven't remembered a word. Be like, Palatine, 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 Palatine. I should have. I should have. I was, I was being being nice and letting the story take its course. But it sounds like I've Morgan learned. is bleeding into Dell. So was like, I. I was just making a sheet reference. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> All right, let's get All this right. deception rule going. My yours. difficulty. Uh, your difficulty is four. Because these people are naturally distrustful of anyone showing up being like, it's just for me, trust me. Um, but I'll also give you a boost for the fact that you hired them. So yeah, this should, is even if they don't believe me, they shouldn't care, but fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, you already succeeded in them going to get this for you. That's fine. That's, mm -hmm. that's all I need. All right, mm -hmm. I'm gonna roll it. Yep, do it. Three successes. Um, okay, well, they don't believe you, but they understand that they should believe you. So they <laughs> it's it's one of those like Everyone kind of like nods at each other being like, mm, wink, wink. boss said, yeah. um, but they won't <laughs> pursue it any further and it won't Great. affect how they, they deal with you. So, um, yep, uh, one of them, uh, the one who's been just exhausted from banging pans. Uh, <laughs> just like, they're still going? <laughs> no one told them to stop. So they're just clanging I don't know away. I knew to start, but. <laughs> Space Marine just 
<laughs> loudly talking over the cacophony in the kitchen. Just, they just come in and bang pots for eight hours That's a day. That's how humans yeah. roll. I don't know. Yeah. like they're weird. <laughs> it's just... Your, your food upsets Must be weird to have me. to eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they... Uh, so this is why I eat paste. <laughs> just says to himself in the helicopter puts, out. Puts down the, the, the pans and says... Uh, 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 all right. Yeah, we we, we can. I'm, I'm sure we can find uh, some of that for you. And uh, I think while we're at it, we'll probably try and find a record player for oh. music down here, so we don't have to bang as many pots and pans. Whatever works. <laughs> you are all doing a great job. Thanks. Thank you for <laughs> overlooking the cutlery. What? <laughs> They've been stealing cutlery and Eli just decided it was fine. So, like, they're just continuing to steal that cutlery. That means nothing to us. I, it means a lot to us, so thank you. All right, we'll find you your, your pheromones for your injuries. Yes. Morgan is, like, sweaty and doesn't look great. And she's going to just limp back upstairs. Admittedly, they've been banging pots and pans, Morgan. They don't look great either. <laughs> um, all right, so, yeah. So, Morgan, you make your way back upstairs. Uh, the pheromones will be found. Um is there anything else you want to do uh, on this this first evening um, as, uh, as spring becomes summer? When is the hunt? How much well, time do we have? Well, it was supposed to be next week, but uh, the timelines have been moved up. Yeah. So you'll likely have kind of a day to prep, and then the, the memorial hunt will mm. will occur. Okay. And then the, uh, the funeral slash wake will be, slash party, will be um, likely that night i think they're going to try and just move things along to so like we've got a basically to, a two-day they're moving from a week-long cycle to like a two-day cycle okay we've got a day to prep but also we as a house have an additional responsibility for now overseeing the balance on estate then yep and you're not quite sure what that entails Ew. or what's going okay. on there um but it also opens up some potential uh opportunities for you sure yeah uh, and then you are still on the hook to host a party in fall. The following yep. event, Along yeah. with your your amazing poetry that I, Tom, uh, am excited to hear. <laughs> poetry slam? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, to do the speed recap, rather than doing two episodes worth of scenes where we all remember what the plan is, roughly. We've got Eli and Atticus working on the poetry. Mm -hmm. We've got work crews building the maze. That's already been designed. Yep. Yeah. So that's just happening at its own speed. Uh, Valentine tonight would just like to put in the order to have, uh, for lack of a better term, the John Wick gun guy come by to be like, here are your Smollier. rifles, Lord, pick one out. Um, and then the real question would be the the actual case of who's going to be working on stuff around the house versus who's going to be working mm -hmm. on the Balance Song estate. And that's probably where we can cut into the group. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking before the actual events take place, it might be of greatest use for me to be working with Tesseus on trying to ferret out whatever information we can from this vast treasure trove of what's happening. Does anyone else have any other ideas, suggestions, thoughts? I, I One thing that Pollard said that caught my interest, mentioned something, I can't remember the words, something about the tradition and and what was happening in the seasons having more of a meaning to it he said than, we would, than was apparent on the surface. He said we would learn, as yes. time goes on, the importance of the celestial seasons. More important than they seem. Fascinating. Some sort of ritual, perhaps? Yes, I can't get a read entirely on this marine, whether they are 
focused or not, one of the Emperor's angels and Emperor's fallen angel and devil, there are well, many options. Fallen angel, sir? Yes. We have battled the forces of chaos on an ongoing basis, and they are capable of corrupting anyone. Oh. Space Marines included. Apologies, I just... I thought I'd know one when I saw one. He seemed the pinnacle of... Of, of, of service to the Emperor, sir. As many do over the course of time. Glasgow Vicodin seemed like a pinnacle of service to the Emperor. There are those who can be misled into evil, and there are those who choose evil. And unfortunately, in a number of cases, we have to kill them either way. That is the cost of being in the Inquisition. My hope is that this Marine, Forrest Pollard, is a loyal son of the Emperor, perhaps being misled by a king who is hiding the Eldar amongst his domain. But there is a chance that this Marine has been corrupted, that this Marine is corrupt and hiding that fact, or that this Marine is just being fooled as you were into fighting a proxy war for which they are not meant to be part of. But this relationship between a bodyguard that is one of the Adeptus Astartes and a king on this world, no matter how related to one of the High Lords, is, and I mean this, abject insanity. This Marine is not enough to defend this, this world from any great cost that would come forwards. There is not enough of a fleet high enough to be able to hold back true enemy forces. It is somehow overkill and an extreme underestimation, and I don't understand the balance of the scales. The impression... I received from him, sir, is, uh, he'd be quite, uh, uh useful for helping a, a king remain king, sir. Yes. Any, any room he's in, no one is, uh, committing, what's it, regicide. Correct. But, uh, is that a normal thing for space marines to do? Look, I've only ever seen them. I mean, I've never really seen them. I've no, just heard of them taking part in, in battles. There are that a few chapters that have focused on the political. The royal consuls have uh, had a belief in trying to rule alongside humanity until they were nearly wiped out in the course of a war. And now they've begun to focus more traditional pursuits. Generally, those... Chapters that were descended uh, directly and indirectly from our current imperial regent, Rebute Gilliman, they are more capable of leadership and suborning themselves to the will of mortal men. But you are correct, this I've never heard of a personal bodyguard to someone outside of the Lords of Terror. And again, in that case, it's not one marine. You put a squad, you put a company, in some cases chapters if they're going off on crusade. It's a very fascinating mystery and one that I am so glad to have had foisted upon us. So, again, hoping the Marine is innocent. Cannot trust the Marine to achieve our goals because if they have been sworn to protect this system or to protect this Eldar for all we know, oh. they could be an impediment between us and our goal. Sir, if uh, uh, corrupted or not uh, if Forrest Pollard finds out that we are lying about who we are, what are our options uh, as the Inquisition here? Any and all options are on the table. Attacking a space marine, sir. We are the Inquisition, Atticus. Yes, sir. 
We don't attack anything unless it's for gain. Yes, sir. We kill it. Yes, sir. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Brian LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside Game Master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on? I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.